I'm Molly Cash and this is Start and Keep Going. Today's episode is another in the series of Thought Work Basics. Thoughts are optional. My first episode in this series was number 26, Thoughts Create Feelings. So if you want to check that one out too, that's great, but it's not necessary to understand this one. The main takeaway from that was that, you know, thoughts create feelings. Our thoughts dictate the way we feel, which motivates what we do and how we do it. And all of this has a huge impact on everything in our lives. We end up living out our thoughts. And so it's really worth some effort and time to take a look and see that the thoughts we're giving airtime to are actually taking us somewhere we want to go. Now, thinking itself is not optional. We have so many thoughts every day. I've seen different numbers from different studies, but at least several thousand thoughts a day. And they happen really fast. And like, there's no getting out of thinking. I'm not saying that having thoughts at all is optional, but the individual thoughts we think, we get to choose. We get to choose whether to keep them or not when they show up. We get to choose whether to continually think about something and focus on it and make it a driving factor in our lives or not. Even if the initial thought that just popped up didn't seem within our control. Okay, there are three main things that you need to know about thoughts being optional. The first one is that thoughts are not facts. That may seem obvious, but it can actually be pretty tricky to tell the difference between thoughts and facts sometimes. Because our thoughts sometimes just feel so true that we think of them as facts. But the truth is, we don't usually think in facts. We acknowledge facts, we know about them, but we ascribe meaning to them in our brains because we are human. And that's how we understand the world. We don't walk into someone's backyard and think there are birds singing and there are seven trees here. We think this is really pleasant. What a lovely backyard. And that means something to us and that matters to our experience. Whereas the number of trees, while it contributes to that experience, it doesn't really matter to us in a factual way. So most of the time, what's going through our brains is not a collection of facts, but our assessment of a collection of facts strung together into a thought. Now, it may feel like I'm splitting hairs here, but the reason this matters is because we can't choose facts. We can't change them. They just are what they are. But our thoughts we can choose and we can change. And so it's important to know the difference. Obviously, what I think about someone's lovely backyard isn't making a huge impact in my life. But let's say I have a thought like, I don't know how to parent teenagers. As I have one teenager currently and a few more coming up in the next few years, this is the kind of thought that feels true to me. And I can point to actual facts like I've only been the mother of a teenager for two years or one and a half even. I could come up with all kinds of facts of how life is different for my teenager now than it was when I was a teenager and that I've never worked with teenagers as a job or things like that. So my assessment of this collection of facts might be, I don't know how to do this. And that is the kind of thought that's definitely going to affect my life. 
how do you think I approach my teenager when what's running through my head is, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to parent teens. Am I going to be very confident? Am I going to um, come across as like, I'm terrified of you and I don't know what to do? That's not going to go well. So while it's true that I have limited experience with teenagers, what's actually a problem for me here is not that fact. It's the thought, I don't know how to do this. Because that thought makes me feel helpless. It makes me want to throw my hands in the air and just ship him off to somebody else who knows better. Now, that's not something I'm actually going to do. And luckily, I have other thoughts, too, that keep me in the game. That Thoughts like, I'm determined to learn. I'm going to figure this out. It's going to be okay. It's okay that I don't totally know what I'm doing yet. And for me, those thoughts carry more weight than the thought of, I don't know how to do this. So that's good. But it totally could go the other way. And it definitely is intentional that I give more weight to the thoughts like, I can figure it out, I'm committed, it's going to be okay. Because those aren't facts either, right? Is it going to be okay? I don't know. I guess that depends on the definition of okay. Can I figure it out? Maybe. Can I figure out some of it? Sure, certainly. I mean, we just don't know. I don't know how hard it's going to be. I don't know how much I have to learn. So to say it's going to be okay, I can figure it out, is not factual either. But it's a much more helpful thought to me, a much more helpful place to focus my brain and my energy than to focus on, I don't know, I, I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing. Can't do this. So thoughts aren't facts. Helpful thoughts that really propel us forward and unhelpful thoughts that keep us stuck and depressed. None of them are facts. They're just our assessment of the facts. And therefore, they're subjective and we get to make some choices there. The second thing you need to know about thoughts being optional is that there are always different thoughts to choose from. There is always more than one way to look at something. Do you remember playing with flashlights as a kid? It feels like this was pretty universal, but I don't know. But we used to play, we'd lie in bed and have a flashlight and we'd put our hand over it and and bring the hand down like it was going to grab us. It just looked huge, the shadow on the ceiling. Or we'd do, do, you know, shadow puppets of a dinosaur or a dog. And we could entertain ourselves for hours with a flashlight. Or at least till our parents told us to be quiet. Anyway, this is the perfect visual to represent how there are always different ways to think about things. Because any way you shine a flashlight on your hand, it's just a hand. That's the fact, okay? And yeah, you can put your hand in different shapes. But even if you kept it in one exact position and moved the flashlight around, the shadow would look vastly different depending on where the flashlight was, how close it was to your hand or how far, what angle the light was coming from. The light source determines the shadow not totally independently from the hand, but it determines it more than the hand does. And our thoughts do the same thing. If the hand is the facts, our thoughts are the light source and the shadow is the way that that affects us, our experience, the whole thing. Right now I have a situation in my basement where we have a giant hole in the floor uh, where the concrete has been um, dug out, broken up, I don't know. And that was because we had a a plumbing issue that needed to be fixed. 
And so there's all this dirt and pieces of concrete that are just piled up. There's just a big pile of dirt down there and no carpet and, and just a trench where the pipe is that was fixed. And there are a couple of walls that were taken out and it, it's just, it's a wreck, right? And it's just sitting there. It's been like that for a couple of months because we just, we haven't moved forward in the rebuilding process yet. And there are a few reasons. One is we're waiting for an available contractor. Um, but also I admit I've been kind of stalling because there are a lot of decisions to make when you're rebuilding and well, we should make it different and better. And that I have a hard time making those decisions because I don't know anything about it. So I feel like there's this big learning curve. And then I also am kind of stalling because I just suspect that it's all going to cost more than the insurance money that we're going to get. And so I want to be ready for that too. So the facts that exist are that there is a pile of dirt. There's a trench in the floor. There are um, walls that are framed, but not drywalled. Uh, there's a toilet. There's a bathroom that has a toilet, but no sink and no shower and no walls. These are facts, okay? But the role that those facts play in my life depends very much on how I'm thinking about it. And I've had times when I don't think about it at all. I've had friends ask, how's your basement coming along? And for a second, I don't even know what they're talking about. Because I don't really go in the basement that often. And if I'm not looking at it, I just, I'm just not really thinking about it. Like I said, I've been kind of stalling on moving forward because I don't know quite what I want to do yet or how much it's going to cost. And so I have not made it a top priority to be on my mind all the time. So to me, I have effectually put my flashlight far away from the hand. So this hand is not giant. It's not right in front of my face about to swallow me up. My thoughts are kind of far from it. They're distanced. On the other hand, last week we had two separate times when our basement ceiling was dripping water. And one was just a little pipe that had a hole in it. And that was actually in the non-torn up part of the basement. So that was kind of sad. Um, but then the other one was right over the pile of dirt, actually. There was water dripping right on it, which seemed so weird. And it took a while to figure out where it was coming from. It was actually the fridge. It was a little piece, a little part in the back of the fridge that was leaking water. And so it went through the floor and down to the basement. Totally unrelated to the other issue down there. But that brought all this to the front of my mind. And I was thinking, man, we really should get this taken care of. Our house is falling apart. What's going on? This is ridiculous. We should get going on this. So in those moments, the hand in the light of the flashlight was, was much bigger, much more in my face. So that speaks to how often I think about it and how much that's going to affect me. But also I get to choose how and what to think about it. I can think this is a disaster. I can't believe we haven't gotten this taken care of yet. Or I can think I'm not in a hurry. It's going to be fine. I'm fine with taking my time and getting it right. We don't really need that space right now. It's not a big problem for us. That's what I usually think. And there are pros and cons to either way, right? I don't want to be panicked and just torturing myself because my basement is under construction. But I also don't want to just let this go on forever undone because I think it's just not that big of a deal and not urgent. So the way you think about something determines the shape and size that that thing takes up in your life. And there are infinite 
places you could shine the light from. Even awful things, even tragic things that we would all agree are terrible. There is more than one way to think about it. And that doesn't mean there's a right way to think about it. Just that you always have options. And I'm not here to convince anybody that something awful or really hard that they're going through is not awful, is not really hard. But there's a difference between thinking, I will never be happy again, or I can't face this, I don't have it in me, or it's all downhill from here, and thinking, this is going to be a real challenge to get through. I'm going to need a lot of support. How can I get through this? Or I'm going to get through this. Now it's important to note that the time to take a look at your thoughts and potentially choose different ones is not when you're in the midst of terrible pain. When you are overcome with emotions because of the thoughts you've already had, which are completely valid, by the way, is not the time to try to convince yourself to think differently. Your job at that time is to feel those emotions, allow them to be there and to be what they are, and just experience them knowing that they're not going to last forever. And then when you're in a less emotionally charged space, that's when you can look at your thoughts and decide how you want to think about it that's going to help you move forward and create the kind of experience that you want given the situation and the facts that you can't choose or change. This leads nicely into the third thing you need to know about thoughts being optional. And that is, even if you believe a thought to be true, and you are okay with that, you're okay with thinking this thought is true, that doesn't mean you have to focus on that thought. If something awful has happened, if you're going through something hard, some people like to challenge the idea that it even is hard or that it was awful. And sometimes that's appropriate depending on the situation. But a lot of the time we want to keep the part where we believe this thing should not have happened. This was terrible or this is really hard. But if we keep our focus there, it's going to keep us spinning our wheels and not progressing and not healing and not learning and not moving forward. So we can keep thoughts that we decide are true for us. Even if someone else would challenge that or think differently, we can keep that. And that still doesn't have to be where we put our focus. We don't have to think all day from sunup to sundown how terrible this thing is that happened or how hard it is to get through XYZ. I'm not going to waste any energy, for example, on convincing myself that it wasn't crappy that the pipe burst in the ceiling of my basement. But am I going to go around thinking about how crappy it was? No, that's not going to be helpful. It's way more useful for me to put my focus on how can we fix this? What's the next step? And yeah, I know I'm using a very trivial example when compared to really difficult things. But the concept is the same, that you can choose where to put your focus and that doesn't have to invalidate the pain or the difficulty of what you're going through. And it's also okay to go back and forth. Most of the time it's not as simple as, okay, I'm done feeling bad about this. Now I'm going to move on to 
the next steps and never think about how hard it is again. It doesn't usually work that way. It's okay to go back and forth. I just want to encourage you to intentionally choose where your home base is, your home base thought that will be most useful to you. And then when you need to visit other thoughts, totally fine. But you get to choose where you live. So to review, thoughts are optional. They're not facts. They are the meaning, the assessment that we assign to whatever facts around us. And because they are subjective like that, there's always a different way to think about any given situation. And even if you don't want to change all your thoughts about something, you can still choose which part of it to focus on. Choose which thoughts are going to be most helpful to air in your brain more of the time. If you're ever stuck on something and you don't see another way to think about it, I would love to help you figure this out. Hit me up at mollycash.com slash free. I try to always have a few free appointments open. We can talk through it. I promise there's another way to think about it. Take care. I'll see you next time.